Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why SEO, design, and dev territory wars are holding you back. And joining us for that conversation is Alan Blyweiss. Alan, welcome to Press This. Thanks for having me on, David. I greatly appreciate this. Yeah, glad to talk to you today. I know we've had the uh, honor of knowing each other for a number of years. I don't think we've ever had uh, this level of detailed conversation, though, so I'm really interested to hear your points of view here. And in particular, I think this is a, a you know a big deal for a lot of folks, um, kind of to work together with different teams uh, and find that balance of working together to drive success instead of just kind of arguing or worrying about territory. Um, and I think a lot of projects fail because people don't honor and respect each other and drive towards a common goal. So I'm really curious how you address that. Um, but to kick us off here today, I'd like to know a little bit about you, and we'll start with what is your WordPress origin story? Uh, well, when was the first time you used WordPress? In the beginning, there was WordPress. No, seriously. Uh, <laughs> in the beginning, there was definitely not WordPress. Uh, I started with web development in January of 1995, and it was for the real estate agency that I was managing at the time. Uh, and uh, so I, I come from the, the, the good old days, you know, uphill both ways in the snow. 
uh, with building websites from scratch. Uh, and quickly that turned into a web consulting business where I was building sites for small businesses, all from scratch, pure HTML. Uh, fast forward over the years, added database functionality, a lot of which was way over my head, so I needed people who had an actual web development background. I came from a marketing and business management background and forced myself to learn how to code. And I, I was only willing to go so far in learning the code. Uh, so database integration was the first advanced functionality that was needed that was beyond my previous experience. Uh, design wise, I was a hack when it came to web design. So eventually it was like, no, we need professional designers involved. Uh, and uh, that, that just grew over the years. My first experience with WordPress was long after I had been managing the development of multi-million dollar websites for Fortune 500 and Fortune 100, where our teams were building them all from scratch and then eventually started taking advantage of frameworks and platforms that were coming out that made that process more efficient. Uh, so uh, called Fusion, PHP, a whole range of different uh, methodologies and platforms and frameworks. Before WordPress, before WordPress came out though, I personally saw in the late 90s a need to be able to automate a lot of this stuff that we're all still doing by hand years into the business. And I created one of the world's first fully automated site building and content management systems that I created from scratch using my own knowledge of programming at that point. Uh, and it was a templated system. And it was really, really powerful because you could just go and log into a web, web front end, click a bunch of buttons as to what kind of features or functionality you wanted, and click a button and it would automatically generate it for you behind the scenes. And that was in the late 90s. And uh, I was on the doorstep of $15 million invested in my company from, uh, from uh, big VCs because Sun Microsystems was, had signed a letter of intent to license my CMS worldwide to their worldwide sales force to use. So you've evolved clients. from kind of building from scratch, kind of also yeah. taking the leap to almost essentially building your own framework and then eventually into WordPress. Um, did you yeah. find that WordPress kind of solved a lot of that for you? Just again, from the high level, but did you feel like it solved a lot of that for you without you having to maintain that underlying system? Yeah, well, my my system was was really wild and really powerful. There was only a handful of similar systems on the market at that point. But then the dot-com collapse happened and we all lost all the opportunity except for the big players that were in that arena and even with them, they were myopic in their approach until WordPress came along. These solutions were only half measures, right? And then WordPress came along and it was, a, it was truly, literally a game changer in how flexible and how expandable and how customizable it was. There was no proprietary lockdown on the code. It was a game changer. And I, I got out of that whole area of, of, of business opportunity because once I saw WordPress, I realized there was no need to do anything else. 
It's such an interesting story, especially when you think of WordPress's mission also to democratize the web, to put that power in the hands of many, which I think is great. So that's really interesting to learn that about you. Um, so from, so could you briefly tell me about Alan Blyweiss Consulting? Like what do you, what do you do? Like what's your, what do you guys focus on or what do you focus on? Uh, tell me a little bit about your business. Yeah, so uh, I phased out of web development uh, around the time I was getting really good with SEO, which had started out as an add-on to my dev work uh, and, my, and my marketing content work and my business consulting work. SEO became such a big thing for me, you know, in the mid-2000s that I realized that was what my passion had shifted to by that point. And I was really blessed. I was really good at it. Uh, so let me ask you this yeah. question then, Alan, if, you know, you kind of started in this dev mode and kind of evolved in, into this SEO mode or, or speciality, if you will. So I think you have an interesting point of view. So when those two disciplines, devs and SEOs and so on and so forth, when they, when they work together, that can be tough. Um, what can people do in those disciplines um, to, a, why do you think they butt heads versus working together? Like wouldn't those skills complement each other, complement each other? Yeah, so for me, it, it all comes because all of my knowledge was based on the fact that I had originally before the internet and through the early years on the internet approached my work and my offerings to the world from the, owner, from the understanding of business ownership and management and what's more efficient for the business, you know, what's the most, most efficient way to get, get visibility for the brand, to do marketing. And that's been my approach from the beginning. What I found, however, over the years that I've been doing all of this is quite often, whether it's SEOs or designers or developers or even content specialists, not enough people stop and get out of their own heads and their own mindset and their own understanding of the world to step into the, 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 the shoes of business owners. And when you step into the shoes of business owners, what ends up happening is you realize, I don't care what all of your individual agendas are or what, if you're all, what, what all of your preconceived individual beliefs are about how things should be done. We need to get to a solution that's best for the business as the highest priority. So it's that's, interesting. That's where it breaks down. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of interesting to hear you talk about that because I think, you know, I've also seen that this, this notion that people kind of get trapped in their own world, their own point of view. Our CEO's name is Heather, Heather Brunner. Mm -hmm. And we often will talk about, well, where, where your Heather hat, like what, what's best for the business? What's best for the strategy? Um, not just what's relevant for your point of view. And I think that, you know, I mean, certainly not immune to this, but, um, you know, I think for a lot of people, that's, you know, a trap you fall into is, is thinking, well, you know, my point of view is the most important or this is super important and not really kind of wearing that owner hat and thinking about what is the outcome that we're trying to drive for and how do we collect this group of people and capabilities in order to attack that. I want to get a little more specific. Though. I'd like to hear some stories about some of your, um, I guess, uh, engagements in these ways um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back time to plug into a commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment 
Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. LPO. Landing Page Optimization. Where we make marketers great. Using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm talking with Alan Blyweiss about how SEO design and dev folks can get along working on a project. Alan, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about why people butt heads and thinking about, well, they're not wearing an owner hat. They're kind of coming at it from their own point of view, anchored in their own um, preconceived ideas of the world. So maybe you could like Tell me a little story, like give me an example and you can hold the names uh, to protect the innocent if you would, um, but of a project you worked on where you've experienced this, like where people were butting heads and then I think like was that project ultimately successful? Uh, but help me kind of understand this through an analogy. Yeah, so I, I can go back to the earliest experience that I had with this. At the time, it was the uh, it was 96, 97. So this is way back. And uh, I, at the time, I was the director of web development for an agency in New York, a web dev agency in New York. And we had a Fortune 500 client. And within our own organization, we had two developers who had arguments day after day after day 
about how to write the code for this site, right? And I'm like, because I looked at it from a, at that point I was director of web development, so I had the responsibility of ownership understanding. I was like, guys, stop. Both of you make your case as to why your approach is the proper, best, most efficient, most cost efficient way to get to the end result. And they did that. And then I said, look, here's, here's the honest truth, right? While they both can eventually get the job done, this one of these two arguments is stronger for why it's best for the business in terms of all of the things we need to consider as a business, not just from your personal coding methodology or your preference for technology. Moving fast forward to these days where WordPress is something that I advocate for the overwhelming majority of my clients. Uh, and I'm talking all but the most extreme custom situations. Uh, you've got a web developer who, who goes up against a designer because the designer lives in their visual world and the web developer lives in their world of code. And then you've got an SEO who's like, don't leave me behind and wait until it's too late. And that happens a lot. It really does, right? So you end up with a problem where, it, it, this is so, so typical, where you have a design set that ends up getting essentially butchered in many ways because of developers forcefulness and insistence that certain things can or can't be done. You get an SEO that is constantly hammering away saying, you forgot this, you have to scrap that, you need to redo this. That happens a lot when there is not the willingness for everybody to agree on what's best for the business. So in the project you referenced, you talked about how you had, in this case, two developers that were kind of disagreeing. It sounded like you as the leader kind of came in and like called that and said, well, we're going to go with this one. Was, was that successful? Like, did you, did you ultimately have a team that was eager to go solve the problem or did you find that by being the leader and, and declaring the winner rather than reaching consensus that that left the team not as effective as they might have been had they reached the conclusion on their own? Uh, in all honesty, I too can be narrow focused in my own thinking. And in that case, that was one of my earliest learning learned lessons about how to manage uh, conflicts of interest or motive uh, where that early on I was just like look no this is the one we're going with and that's it I failed to take the time to help explain my reasoning clearly enough and as a result I didn't get everybody on board as thoroughly as I would have preferred so I needed to learn from that and, and that's that became an integral aspect of how I do my I do try my best I'm not always perfect I try my best to help educate people to see, so that they can learn why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking, why I'm making the decisions I'm making. And the more I can empower them with understanding, the more willing they're all not only going to participate because they're respected, they're going to have more knowledge the next time they potentially decide they're going to put their own foot down in an argument that's similar to that. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember working on a project a couple of years ago where I had differences of opinions um, within the people I was working with, um, some under my direct control, some not. I remember going to our CEO and saying, hey, do you mind helping to break this tie? And she said, no, you need to go back and you need to listen and you need to seek to understand and find consensus. And uh, this happened a few times during the project. 
I remember going back and uh, forcing myself to, to do those things and um, ultimately reaching to that consensus. And I feel having a much stronger team than had I, you know, forced someone's hand or had her, you know, break the tie, if you will. So I kind of want to know now your view, like what can SEOs, designers, and devs do to have a more positive and successful relationship? So like what should we be doing um, to work better with those that we work on projects with? Uh, personally, I think it's it's what we just discussed. It's the the more willing each participant who has their own wheelhouse and their own high level of responsibility to that wheelhouse needs to be able to have the courage and the willingness to pause, step out of ego, and look at things from that higher level, the business ownership level as much as possible, not necessarily where it's like, okay, now I've got the responsibility of a CEO. It is instead, what am I not considering that will impact the business that I need to at least think about rather than trying to be right in every case? You know, do I want, do I want the business to succeed or do I want to be right for ego's sake? And that involves more active listening, not just listening, but active listening. It, involves stepping into the other person's shoes well enough to understand their pain points, uh, to be able to come to a collaborative, most efficient, get the work done process possible, and where each participant needs to be willing to compromise and at the same time understand and learn which hill do I want to do battle on and which hill can I walk away from because it's really trivial. So if somebody's like stuck in this mindset where they're only concerned about their own discipline, like how do you think about as a leader, um, you know, helping them to get in a state where they can think with the owner's cap on? Uh, it's for me, it really does start with active listening and also having enough time now working with each different role and position that we're talking about and others as well that, that are involved sometimes depending on the project uh, where one, it's really understanding their pain points. It's, it's saying, hey, you know, I get that this is a concern for you, so let's talk about that, and how can I help you get past that? Or alternately, it's recognizing when somebody really is communicating in a valid way that there is an issue here that they're correct with, Right. We can't always assume it's about ego. We need to be willing to trust that they really are experts in that thing they specialize in, right? And, and navigating through that winding road to the end goal. So even if you're a leader, and I know you mentioned earlier kind of you know, calling the tie with those two developers that you were working with, um, but it sounds like what you're, what you're recommending here or suggesting is that you as the leader should not just leap to the fact that so-and-so is being, uh, uh, you know, stuck in their ways, but what they're stuck in their ways about might be a material concern. So you should probably open your ears more than your mouth. Uh, well, personally, I have a really hard time keeping my mouth closed because that's <laughs> who I am. I like it. I like it. Well, you're on a good, you're on a podcast. You're in a good venue for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, yeah, it, to the best of our ability, when it counts most to take the cotton out of my ears and put it in my mouth. I like that. You know, I, you know, 
going back to the analogy of the project I mentioned earlier, you know, that was ultimately Heather's advice for uh, me, which was to go back and listen and to also uh, encourage the two competing parties, if you will, to listen to each other. And I mean, it definitely was awkward at times as people worked through that, but uh, giving them that breathing room and that opportunity to express what was important to them and also to listen to what was important to others um, did ultimately help at least me in that context. So I think, uh, I, I feel like that's definitely sage advice. Um, I want to talk to you about when things go right. I've talked to you a little bit about when things go wrong, um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. We're in the middle of our episode, Why SEO, Design, and Dev Territory Wars Are Holding You Back. I'm interviewing Alan Blyweiss about this topic. And Alan, right before the break, you were sharing some advice as you think about you know, resolving conflicts among team members. I want to, you know, we've talked a lot about the bad today. Let's talk about the good. Um, what is an example, um, names are fine, I guess, in this one, where a project you worked on had good collaboration, and then was that project successful? Yeah, so I'm not here to promote any one site or agency that I've done business with over the years, because that's not what this is about. However, I can... The, the one that I want to point to right now, though, is an agency in the San Francisco Bay Area. They just That's where they are. Uh, and I started out with them uh, doing uh, part-time uh, programming as support, and then I went on to project management. And then I became their lead SEO for a, a number of years, uh, left and went back to consulting. And I 
still have them as a client to this day, many years later. We're talking about more than a decade later, uh, where it's about be, once you get to the point where enough of the participants in their different roles in an organization or across multiple organizations, individual consultants, multiple agencies, when you can reach the point where everybody understands this is why we all need to listen more and we all need to understand that others do have expertise and it's about the ownership goals, you can end up with a situation where every project becomes so much more pleasant to work on. Every project becomes that much more successful in the end result. Uh, it doesn't mean there's, quote, perfection. There's no such thing as perfection. However, when you can get to true collaboration and not competition across disciplines, it's just you want to work with these people more. You want to be able to, to offer to participate in that particular project that's coming up because you've already been down that battlefield road with them, right? Uh, and and it's, just, it's glorious. It's beautiful. Everybody wins, right? And ultimately, it's not just everybody in the organization or the team that's doing the work that wins. It's the client that wins or, or, or the business owner that wins. And that benefits all of their site visitors and it benefits all of the families that are involved with everybody that's got their hand in that web project and the ripple effect outward is so amazing that we don't even consider. So I like that. I like how you kind of, you know, the question was really thinking about like one project, but the way you answered it was almost painting this story that, well, look, it's not one thing that results in these moments of collaboration, but rather it sounded like a process. Like you had built up, trust with the team um, that you had learned to work together and learn to focus uh, in ways that were ultimately beneficial for the business and the clients you were serving. Um, so is that how you, you feel like in this world, like a lot of projects you work on fall, would fall in that bucket, most of them, or is it still something that you'll struggle with uh, from time to time, from client to client? Yeah, so I focus primarily on site audits at this point, for, you know, the strategic SEO at the higher level. And oh, so you I can just have... lob those audit bombs over the fence and just, they can deal with it. <laughs> Run away. No, and a, a key part of that is offering support consulting uh, for the implementation that comes from my audits. And I work with so many different teams and so many different organizations all around the world these days uh, where for those that I've worked with previously, because we've collaboratively gotten past the pain point process, it's, we're all more eager and willing to work with each other again the next time around. And for those clients where I haven't done that previously, sometimes I'm able to step into an environment where those people, whether they're an in-house organization or their agency and, and in-house uh, that I'm new to, where they've already also worked through that as a maturity process in their, in their environment. And I can just step right in and we can all just keep rolling because we're already all on board. However, it sounds like are, in general that, you know, it sounds like sometimes it's a mixed bag, but a lot of times if you have that focus that you're able to achieve that, I know it's a big challenge for a lot of folks and I wish we had more time today to unpeel, pack this, yeah. but I uh, just wanted to thank you, Alan, so much for joining us today. 
Yeah, you're welcome. You know, the reality is there are times where I hit a brick wall because it's new. The, the really good news, though, I'll, I'll say this. If people are honest, open-minded, and willing, everything can turn out better. I like that. That's a great tip to leave everyone with. Thanks again. If you'd like to learn more about what Alan is up to, you can visit alanblyweiss.com. Blyweiss is spelled B-L-E-I-W-E-I-S-S. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. Subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.